welcome back to hashtag unofficial hashtag believe the hypa this is hypa and i am joined here today by our fourth place competitor i will be joined in proceeding order by the third second and first place uh finishers this season to wrap up season 10 of pirate masterwork the last saskatchewan pirates all stars 2 now i'm here with choco choco how are you Hello, I'm great. Hashtag believe the choco, my friend. Hashtag choco choke hold. Choco choco hold. So, how are you feeling now that the season has come to a close, a conclusion? If I'm honest, I feel fantastic. Like, I, I fought tooth and nail to not get eliminated, and then once I saw the ballot... It was like a weight had lifted. I couldn't stop laughing for two hours. You know, I think we can get into why you'd be laughing. And I think that you're not entirely unjustified from my perspective. But this isn't about me. I'm I'm just a vessel. You do uh, tell your story, if you will. Right. So let's start. Let's let's take the let's take the listeners back. What were your goals going into the season? What were you hoping to accomplish? Well, coming from literally season nine, so not even a week, I think it was exactly a week before season 10 started, I had been crowned Pirate Master of season nine. I got a whole week off, and then I was right back onto the ship. And, and did you feel seasick at all? Oh, terribly. Sorry, you were speaking. So, so seasick. And, you know, I still have my sea legs. I walk around everywhere like I'm drunk. Right, right. And so what kind of goals? Did you think that it was going to be feasible for you to win two seasons in a row? I wasn't so sure because the first season, you have the element of surprise. People are want to underestimate you. And... If you play dumb, they want to believe you. But if you play a winning season and most of the cast had spectated your winning season, they're not going to buy the shit that worked the last time. And so how do you think that led to you changing your strategy going in? I actually changed very little, but I just was very, very um, deliberate. Like, I still was very open with my alliances. I still took every day one at a time. I wasn't sold on any one plan for longer than an episode or two. But I had to be very, very strategic about who I told what and when I told them and who I made friends with to keep me from getting eliminated on one of my eight black spots. You got quite a bit of those, and we'll definitely get into that. But I want to kind of focus on, dare I say, the pregame first. Did you have any kind of strategic thoughts or plans going into the game? I love that you in particular ask me that because you know, you know, we, we had it all figured out. Well, we thought we did. And... I remember you coming up to me because I was spectating your Survivor Org seasons and you said, how do you feel about playing a season of your own? And I said, you know, 
uh, so I don't think I'm going to do very well. I'm not a very deceptive person. I'm not very good at lying. And I've always been very bad at first impressions and things. And you were convinced I was going to do great. And you had me sign up for season nine of Pirate Master, particularly so that we could play together in an all-star season. I didn't need to win. I just needed to do well enough that I qualified for all-stars so that you would have an ally. And I, I ended up winning it, <laughs> which I did not see coming. And so when we started season 10 together, that was the idea. We were going to work together. Like we had fabricated and planned since the beginning of season nine. Right. And did you, I guess, did you have any other kind of pregame alliances going in? Um, besides you and I, there were the things that we built together. Like we were very interested in working with, um, Yandere. We were interested in working with, oh Lord, I can't even remember now. Wasn't that like two months ago? <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a very lengthy season. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely certain anymore, but we, we had been talking about it. A lot of the people that you reached out to though, were pretty interested in seeing how things fell naturally and ended up working with us anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, I definitely reached out to a handful of people expecting an unreasonably large target on my back, which was not very much the case at all. Yeah, I think we did just about as much planning as we thought was reasonable and you know a lot of people were kind of cagey about being on the all-star season some people were pretty straightforward about it um of course you and i always knew that we were going to be on it together because you were telling me oh by the way have you been invited yet <laughs> definitely not um, dming big mike hey have you have you considered inviting choco <laughs> no, i think choco would be great for this <laughs> yeah, it was It was Which, mostly just you and me, dream team Well, I mean, it was certainly a dream for one of us <laughs> I mean, I know I mean, fourth place is very respectable I'm more than pleased with it Fifteenth, maybe not so much <laughs> okay. I tried to tell you You did, you did And, um I let I let the game get the better of me and let my I, I maybe have believed the hypa too much. I just you didn't believe the hypa enough, if we're being honest. If our listeners yeah. recall Hypa's legendary blow up that inevitably led to what seemed like his untimely elimination. And I think it was um Evie in the podcast that was saying maybe if somebody he trusted like choco had tried to talk to him oh i did <laughs> I, I i did have to enjoy did enjoy kiwi saying that like you're on the money kiwi i tried <laughs> you know sometimes we behave irrationally yeah you were off the rails Though at least, at the very least, they, they thought to black spot me alongside you so that I didn't have to face the terrifying ordeal of deciding whether or not to vote for you. <laughs> I mean, I think it was less that and more 
it's a very good way to control votes and put a lot of people who are allied together on the black spot. Yeah. But so who did, who ended up being your kind of key allies throughout the season? Well, I was counting on you and then you imploded. So it was back to square one. Like I was in season nine and, uh, Andrew reached out to me pretty immediately and he and I worked together well and we enjoyed each other's company. So I was pretty enthusiastic about sticking with that. And then um, I think a lot of the other season nine players were trying not to fall into the stereotype of, oh, the season nine players are going to stick together. But it ended up just delineating that way anyway. So a lot of season nine players ended up becoming close with me and we started working together more and more, especially Maddie. I think we were trying not to be super close. I mean, I at least was trying to like make new allyships and stuff and not force Maddie to be holden to an allyship with me just because we'd had one two weeks ago. But we right. ended up forming one out of necessity, which ended up being extremely comfortable for us because we realized, oh, I know how to predict this person. I don't know. I know how to read this person. I know what to expect from this person. This is actually ideal. And I'm ashamed that I didn't think that that would be the case earlier, which I chalk right. up my inexperience. There is definitely power in familiarity. Yes, I agree. Um, so, like, I guess looking at the kind of key vote this season, you were black spotted eight times. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I mean, I can tell you um, what I know about it. I, I've tried very hard to read some of the ally chats and the confessionals. I, I think I've gotten as far as your confessional and maybe the person that was... Yandere's? Yeah, I think I got through Yandere's, but it was honestly a chore to go through the confessionals and the chats and try and keep them chronological. And some players talk so much that even one episode was several thousand words, and I gave up. <laughs> so I don't know any more about those black spots and the rationale behind them than I did while I was playing, unfortunately. Right, but, but it's like, how do you how do you feel about them? How do I feel about which, it? Which ones did you feel were significant enough that they still resonate with? The one where I was put up with Andrew and the vote was going to me and it leaked that I had bid on the pardon and it was anticipated that I would get it and the target shifted and I realized that I really couldn't trust Dragon at all. I and mean, then that Andrew is a, Trusting Dragon feels like a mistake a lot of players made this season. I, it was, honestly, it was one of those, like, butterfly effects where if you hadn't had your thing, I think Dragon would have been out a lot earlier because, what was it, that article you sent me about strategies for winning Survivor or whatever that said, like, plot but don't plot too much and dragon distinctly plots too much and like everyone knew it was her but to her credit she was playing well enough to keep herself safe that like <laughs> we all knew <laughs> right now i think i made it fairly obvious that, and it still knowing didn't really seem to 
do anything, I guess. This season. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem like knowledge of things happening didn't really seem to affect them from happening at all this season. Yeah, it was really frustrating. Sorry, you're breaking up a bit. You are. Hold on, fix it. Apologies for the technical difficulties, everyone. Do I sound better now? Much better. Okay, good. Um, I I find that a lot. That um, my intuition would usually point me in the right directions. Not always, but a lot of the time. And I'd be like, "Well, I know what is going on, but I have no idea what to do about it." Because these were my first and second. <laughs> I just was like, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I found this to be a particularly difficult season to scramble in. Yeah. You're telling me. I think <laughs> that WrestleMania was a scramble that was destined to lose. Yeah, it felt very much like it was like the it was like a chessboard that was so fixed. It was almost more like a checkers board. It was very upsetting. It felt very random. It did. It felt incredibly random and incredibly undeserved. I was so upset. Um, but what do you think were the most maybe surprising votes of the season? Surprising votes. Um... I have to go through so many <laughs> in my head. Well, well, Yandere went out after me. Yeah, that was kind of funny. There was always somebody with a bigger target than Yandere. <laughs> and then, um, and a semage went. That one I was not surprised about. That made sense. That one made sense. Uh, then Tarjik went out ninth. Yeah, that one also made sense. Um, then Chris going eighth. Yeah, Maddie decided that he was on her shit list, and that was like the nail in the coffin. Because if Maddie wanted something done, it got fucking done. Chris kind of seemed to be almost arbitrarily betraying all of his alliances throughout the game. So that, yeah, that wasn't terribly surprising that someone finally kind of gave him some comeuppance for that. Yeah, I don't... That's one of the things that I actually honestly forgot that I wanted to figure out was, like, how much of... Like, what happened? (laughs) What what happened? From his confessionals, it's not clear. It just seems like one day he decided to leak a big alliance to Dragon. And it really didn't help him at all. No. No, it did not. He's a great guy, but he plays a very odd game. We were buddies. We were bros. And the betrayals that I faced were, I just don't understand them at all. They make me very sad. By him specifically, or, or anyone else as well? Um, mostly by him, because, like... Oh, and also Jiffa. 
both of them came off like. What was your relationship in Je- with Jeff alike? It was touch and go, but largely, I felt like Jiffa was being really open and honest with me. So I approached it the same way. And then I looked up one day and I was like, oh my God, Jiffa's just been using me as an information source and just siphoning it into Dragon's ear. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) To be fair, there were a lot of filters that ended up there. Yes, but the fact that it was Jiffa made me upset. And Chris made me upset. I was like, what? Why? I know that I'm not that active. Maybe if I had been more active, it would have been something else. But like, God damn it. Right. What about Tarjik? I never knew how much information to give Tarjik. I just couldn't get a good read on him. And he couldn't get a good read on me. So we wanted to play together. And we wanted, like, we were both, like, talking about appreciating honesty but not wanting to be the first to give a bunch of information up so it ended up just being like really tense and affirmative and then he was gone interesting and then um i think let's kind of just cut to it and see why do you think maddie chose to get you out at five uh, I think Maddie is a pragmatic and smart person that when she thinks, who do I want to go up against at final two? She thought, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting different results. And, you know, I... <laughs> Putting me in final two with her, she was like, it didn't work last time, so why do I think it would work this time? And, you know, I cannot blame that logic. There were a lot of reasons to change her mind, like me having almost no money, but, you know... I I still can't fault it. And even then, you know, looking back at the VIP spec, there were arguments there about whether or not that was a good argument. Like, it was debatable. And she probably just thought, you know, I know that that didn't work last time, but the rest of these are maybes. (laughs) Right. You know, and that kind of makes sense to me. And I think that's the only compelling argument I've personally heard given that you had no money going in, and she seemed to know that fairly well. Yeah, I... Uh, it's... I, I'm i not a very... Like I said, I'm not a very persuasive person. And... Like... But you are somehow a great player, despite not being particularly persuasive. What do you think, like, you attribute that to? place and time like I was very good at finding people that were in a position where me being their ally would only be a good thing and I would reach out and be like hey how's it going and they'd go not ideal and I'd say you want a hand and they'd go yes absolutely and it just worked over and over again (laughs) And again, just a, a chain of kind of mutually beneficial friendships, if temporary. 
Yes. Like I had a nasty habit of reaching out to people who were absolutely about to get voted out and I would not vote for them. And then I would get a will. <laughs> but nice. how, many, um, how many wills did you get? I think at least, at least one, maybe two. I can't recall off the top of my head anymore because I've been gently purging it from my brain. But, um, it only works if the person you're talking to is on the black spot. Whereas I was always on the black spot in season 10. So that strategy did not serve me very well. Yeah, that makes sense. It seemed kind of very difficult for you to strategically maneuver with the constant appearance in the black spot. I, it was <laughs> honestly ridiculous. I don't know how, like, I know what I did and I know why it worked, but it's still like, I'm honestly shocked in hindsight that it, <laughs> that it happened at all. It was, it was a lot. Like there were plenty of players that were especially untrusting of me that the minute they went on the black spot, they were out. <laughs> like who? Like Simash. Like Dragon. Like, I, I did read Samaj's uh, confessional, and it was a lot of, I don't know what Choka's up to. I don't know what she what her deal is. I don't, I'm not so sure about that. And then I was like, oh, yep, Black Spot. And he was like, this bitch, I'm never forgiving her again, but he got eliminated. <laughs> and then Dragon, of course. I haven't read Dragon's confessional or anything, and I know... Well, and don't anticipate any hard feelings, but I know that we were definitely not allies. But despite being in many alliances together, well, she repeatedly betrayed me and thought I was just gonna fucking roll over. You know, she did that to a lot of players, and I just decided to LOO sparkle teehee my way through and just like work against her behind her back because she clearly didn't want me around. The season was mired with controversy. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I felt like I thought season nine had a bunch of tantrums. Season 10 was a whole nother fucking thing. We talk, would, you, would you be comfortable talking through some of those tantrums? Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you going to feed me any, or do I have to come up with some? Yeah, of course. I'll feed you them. Um, I'm just kind of trying to mentally debating whether we start with the most controversial or the least controversial. Let's throw in a couple of funny ones, and then we'll get to the big one. Okay, so... You had Tarjik's repeated blow-ups, blow and from, I guess, my sort of egocentric, somewhat, somewhat, maybe more than somewhat, narcissistic perspective, I saw nothing at more than a hypolite kind of rehashing my bits, kind of, you know, taking my book or taking my song out of the jazz standards and just ripping it, ripping through it. Did you see anything more to it, and what was your perspective on it? I think that the like a lot of people thought it was hypolite. However, 
something that was really interesting about it was that people were starting to be very incredulous about Dragon and her influence. So it held more weight, but the resemblance to your infamous blow up made it lose credibility. And it was honestly very sad. I also noticed some people seem to have blamed his kind of mental illness on it in a way that I didn't receive, which felt very wrong. To be fair, Tarjik has a tendency to scapegoat his own mental illness when apologizing for um, things like that or even talking about them. That being said, no doesn't give people permission to do that to him back. Right, and I think that's kind of my stance on it. Um, so we'll, I guess and now we'll go into, what about the uh, hypo blow up? Good Lord, what a mess. Just this guy with his narcissism and his head so far in space that his feet are no longer touching the ground. I'm kidding. It was very difficult to be in in the moment because I wanted so badly for you to make it through that disagreement and play longer with me so that I wouldn't be alone. But in hindsight, it is truly wildly entertaining. And that's, you know, that's about all I could ask for. Like, I, I remember trying to cover my tracks and reaching out to a lot of people like, oh, my God, what do you feel about this? This is so much. I can't I can't really grapple with it just to kind of start building the distance between us. And right. several players were just like, I don't know. It's fucking funny. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if you've read through any of my confessionals. There were some very funny ones. Your confessionals were definitely interesting. Like the, the one of the Eric Andre meme when people were telling me not to strategize. Yeah. I think that's the highlight for me. Personally, just personally talking about myself, but this is about me. No. Um, and then what do you think about the um, famous fu hashtag funny stuff dual proposal? I thought that if it a beer sorry I thought if um, it had actually gone through, it would have been really, really crazy to watch. Like, you came up with something that was really entertaining. And if literally any of the other players had been interested, maybe Jiffa? Because Jiffa, Jiffa has the same kind of idea of, like, a spectacle. Maybe he would have done it. But, like, between you and Jiffa, that's, like, it. The only players that are wild enough to do something because of the entertainment value for spectators rather than self-interested self-preservation and so while it was a fantastic idea and would have been amazing to watch, uh, I was not optimistic. And then neither was anyone else. And then Kim basically thought it. Which is he what... Did, he, he, did, he did ghost me. Yeah. 
that seems to be what Kim does when faced with a difficult thing, which, you know, is better than throwing a fit. You know, I hope he doesn't listen to this before I interview him and have any second thoughts. But it seemed often his decision this season was rather than deal with anything that was kind of not immediately serving his game in that second, to just kind of ignore it. Hello? Hello? Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I was talking and you couldn't hear me. Correct. Okay. Um, Let me just... Okay. But what I was saying is, it seemed to be a deliberate departure from the way Kim usually plays. Like, he told me that... (laughs) Sorry. Um, It seemed to be... He said that he's usually an assertive, impulsive kind of hype-alike player and was inspired to be a little bit more under the radar supposedly, allegedly, due to watching my gameplay. I don't know how much that was true and or how much of that was just um, flattery, but that was what I was told. I'm not certain. Interesting. Yeah, he, I mean, he kind of said something similar to me. He was channeling me in his sort of bold moves in some way. Which I kind of disagree with, because I think the biggest difference between Kim's social game and mine, and obviously Kim played a better strategic game than me because he was there, is I actually stood a fairly good chance to make it past a final three had I continued through this game compared to my first outing. I was generally liked by the cast more. Whereas I cannot say the same for Kim. Yeah, I think if it had been you and Kim at final three, I think you would have survived. But it would have meant that you would have had to keep Kim around, probably. Which, I mean, I think anyone with a brain in this game would have done. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think Kim was very much destined for third. Um, but this isn't. But that's isn't about me. This is about you. Um, let's. What about the Kevin and Jiffa blow up? Oh Lord! Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, where to begin? I think the stress was getting to everybody in a way. And a lot of these players are pretty young. And this was a lot of stress under any circumstances. And when you're younger and you don't know necessarily how to cope with these kinds of situations, it leads to these kinds of disagreements where you lash out at people you care about because you're freaking out. 
and you're projecting right. or you're you you've got bad coping mechanisms and this isn't to say that anyone is immature or too young to deal with things it's just that when you don't have experience it can be hard to know what to do and recognize what you're doing unless you've no seen question. it before and it was just a very unfortunate event where two friends were too stressed out to recognize that they were projecting their stresses onto each other and communicate in a helpful way. And it's, it's very tragic. No question. Um, a less somber note. I had this question down here and forgive me for asking it. Okay. Did you hashtag believe the hypo? You know I believed the hypo at every available opportunity. And what are your final thoughts on this season? Are you interested in playing again? Becoming um, the first female two-time winner? You're lucky you're across the country, because I'd slap you for that one. <laughs> but... Um... Um, uh, I will see you in November. We'll, we'll see how your memory holds up. It's not gonna. I'm gonna. You're probably gonna bring it up just to antagonize me, just to see what I do. But I won't remember. <laughs> but um, maybe Nate will remember. Hey Nate, remind me that I want to slap Hypa. But um, <laughs> um. Um, do I want to play again? Uh, at this very moment, no, not at all. This is very stressful. I'm going through a lot in my life. It definitely exacerbated some of my in real life stressors rather than alleviate them. Um, I was more stressed out than I was having fun, which isn't to say that the hosts and everything weren't completely busting ass and making a really, really great organized game. Just that it wasn't my personal cup of tea. And that may just because of my personal circumstances. And when things start to calm down around me, maybe I'll think about it again for like season 20 all-stars or something. Season uh, 20 is actually going to be legends. I don't even think I'm going to be qualified for that one. You would be legends. No, I think, you know, there's going to be some more compelling players. I am was third place on arguably the worst season of the game. And in a lot of the reason it was as bad as it was. And then just a meme in my second appearance. So unless I do particularly well and perhaps win in a third appearance, I think my tenure as a Pirate Masterwork player is probably all near its end. Well, I think you're legendary, but that's my personal opinion. Definitely biased. Don't care. Yeah, very clearly biased. <laughs> I don't care. But um, I might play again, but just not yet. I, I think I'm going to be a very pleased and enthusiastic spec, and I'm going to be um, very interested in talking about the game, maybe participating at hashtag unofficial for next season and any subsequent seasons you feel like spectating also or participating in. 
And I think I'll enjoy that for now. Just find my inner Kiwi and live vicariously through people that choose to put themselves through such stressor for fun. You know, I think that's, there's something very sane about doing that. Yeah. It's a very, very, very sane impulse to have. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a very safe person in general. So that's, that's my inclination though. I'm sure just like uh the last time i'll there will be a point where you're in my inbox again like all right here's what we do <laughs> right i'll be too interested to turn you down <laughs> or you'll be too bored to turn me down true it could be one or the other we never know well do you have any closing thoughts um, I wanted to clarify something from our previous interview that you are, in fact, a scientist and not an exotic dancer. No, not an exotic dancer. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of my um, one of the things I wanted to clarify. I implore anyone who is listening to compare this interview to my interview from season nine. Um, we deliberately made the interview from season nine a little bit more vapid, a little bit more insulting, trying to play into the long con of do well in season nine, participate together in all stars. Um, and I think the most compelling part of that is it appeared I was having a psychotic episode and just taking down everyone you and Yandere taking you guys down in the um, ghost court. You and I were on the phone and I was like, hey, I'm going to say this negative thing about you. How should I phrase this? Yeah, we were literally conspiring together on the telephone. <laughs> we, you know, we deliberately tried to hide how close we were, judging from postseason reactions. No one seemed particularly surprised and they don't know that our ruse worked particularly well. No, perhaps not. But, didn't. but, you know, I was able to explode my game without exploding yours. And I don't think our alliance did any harm to you, which is, I guess, the most I could wish for. Anyway, um, my closing thoughts are, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. So I don't have anything to say. <laughs> you have nothing nice to say about the other players, the hosts. Oh no, no, no! The hosts are fantastic. I want to thank them again. Um, the players, uh, I genuinely love playing with Maddie, and I can't wait to spectate with her. And um, I can't wait to not pretend like I'm stupid. I cannot wait to be smart again. It'll be great. It'll be so much fun. I love that for you. Considering you are like one of the top five smartest people I know, and you put on a certain ruse. Yeah, I, I, you. I guess I leave very little of myself on the table. Yeah, I just chick fil it up, you know, just customer service smile. And that was my pirate master persona. Customer service smile. Thank you again. For joining me on this podcast and for this weird adventure through two seasons where you placed first and first 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 and fourth and thank you again this has been fun 
thank you so so much for having me again it's wonderful to do an interview with you where i'm not pretending to be a vapid bitch sometimes we don't need to pretend <laughs> all right you go to bed now